red, white, and blue flying high, apple pie, NASCAR, fireworks. Those are just a few of the things that have been running through my mind this week after first examining our scripture reading. We live in the epicenter of freedom. Even if you don't live in Arlington, Virginia, if you live within the borders of the United States, you most likely have lived or continue to live under the banner of American freedom. We mark this freedom with an annual celebration of fireworks that fill the night skies with bright lights and loud booms. And many of us here in Arlington drive past on a daily basis the perfectly aligned tombstones of Arlington National Cemetery, being reminded that the freedoms we enjoy, one of them being the ability to gather for worship without fear of persecution, those types of freedoms do not come free. Ask any diplomat who has served in a nation where the freedoms we enjoy in the United States are not guaranteed, and they will tell you that what we often take for granted is something others are willing to risk their lives to obtain. The freedoms we enjoy as citizens of the nation with the world's strongest military are not the freedoms Jesus talked about with a group of Judeans. Our scripture reading is a snippet of a larger conversation Jesus was having with a group of Jewish interlocutors. Before I go on, I want to clarify that the Jews mentioned in verse 31 did not stand for all Jews, neither in Jesus's time nor any time, nor is an abstract notion of Judaism. Any attempt to imply that Judaism is an enslaved religion or that Jesus stood outside of Judaism is to do exegetical malpractice and is outright Semitic. So don't do it. Jesus was engaged in a conversation about truth and freedom. This conversation was between Jesus and a crowd in which many believed in him. They had heard what he said to them when he said the one who sent him was true. And because the one who sent him was true, to follow Jesus is to know truth. The truth revealed in the blood and flesh of Jesus Christ is not referring to a philosophical ideal or the opposite of falsehood. And this truth is not it is not about an agenda or deciphering fake news from real news. Rather, the truth Jesus reveals is knowledge of God. The churchy word for this is revelation, and revelation can be found in the entirety of Christ's life, death, and resurrection. This truth cannot be quantified or tabulated, and it is not a truth to learn. Rather, a truth that has been and continues to be revealed to the saints of the church, past and present. This is the truth experienced in the waters of our baptism and in the bread and wine at Christ's table. To know the truth of God revealed in Jesus Christ is to know Jesus, and to know Jesus is to follow him. This is a relational knowledge, trusting in his grace rather than a set of beliefs. To know someone requires that we spend time with them, listen to them, and share our whole selves with them, not a carefully curated version of ourselves. So what does the truth of God revealed in Jesus Christ have to do with freedom? I'm glad you asked. In the church, we believe that humanity, all of it, has been enslaved to sin. Simply put, this means that we, more often than not, lean towards and do the things we know we should not do. And in doing so, we harm one another and we turn away from God. 
In the church, we call this sin. And ironically, in the church, we have a difficult time talking about the very thing Christ has set us free from. Even though we may confess our sins on a weekly or daily basis, we still do not like to be called sinners. While we may live free to do as we please because of geography, our condition as sinners does not change. There is no amount of flag-draped apparel, apple pie, NASCAR, or fireworks that can undo this condition. In following Christ, we have been set free from the consequences of our sin, all of them. This is what we mean when we declare our sins to be forgiven. That very declaration of forgiveness is our declaration of freedom, a declaration of dependence, not independence, upon the one in whom we find our freedom. Freedom has little to do with our ability to deserve or earn it. And instead, freedom has been extended freely to all of creation, regardless of geography or birthright. Freedom in Jesus Christ is more than forgiveness. Freedom in Jesus Christ is liberation from what we have turned toward at the expense of our relationship with our Creator. And this freedom was not bought with military might or thoughtful diplomacy. Freedom in Jesus Christ is freely offered to us through the righteousness of the one whose righteousness we clothe ourselves in when we are baptized. This freedom transforms us from the inside out when we listen to Jesus and we place our whole trust in his amazing grace. In the church, we call this new life. And new life is what Bartimaeus pleaded for. New life is what the rich young man could not imagine. And it is what the saints of the past have placed their trust in. The truth revealed in and through Jesus Christ and the subsequent freedom from sin, that's ours. And because it is ours, we can like the saints before us, walk in Christ's way of love in the world, in our neighborhoods, that others might know that they are loved by God and that this freedom, it's theirs too. I offer it to you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.